Streaming live from the beautiful city of Hollywood, Florida, USA. This is SoFloRadio.com. You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems there's certain voodoo priests who, who have the power to bring him back to life. Horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? Yeah, baby in the background, welcome to the Groovathon. I am Tony C. Of course, I'm joined live in the studio by Gramps Master Flash, the master of production and engineering, the man who yeah, makes yeah. sure that our groove is satiny smooth, the boo to my ya. Say hello to Los Churches. Booyah. Booyah, baby. Gotta love the fact that we can redo anything we want. I just, it pleases the crowd. It's like time travel. It is like time travel. Of course, every Groovathon. Centers around an attitude of gratitude. Mucho mahalo to everybody tuning in live and downloading the show here in America and around the world, y'all. Hope everybody's having a good day out there. A little bit, a little drizzly out there. I was telling you, this is the way it's supposed to look this time of year. It's supposed to be kind of gray and rainy and chilly and gloomy. Then again, I'm from the Northeast, so bunch of birthday shadows. I have three different people I know whose birthday are on Halloween. Johnny Mac, John McKinnon, used to play on the uh, pool team with him and his brother Norm. Also my friend Leslie Wilson, a big, very special shout out, uh, birthday shout out to my friend Roger Hicks. Um, it's his birthday today. It's kind of cool, man, you know, having a having your birthday on Halloween, you're always pretty much guaranteed to have a big party to go to. And you never have to organize jack shit. And if you live in New York, fuck, man, you, you, have, like, you have like this enormous party to go to down in the village. My mom actually knew the guy... Who uh, started the Halloween parade down in uh, Greenwich Village? Pretty cool. Remember these guys were dressed up as uh, they were dressed up as uh, Imelda Marcos' shoe collection one year. They were like four <laughs> big shoes, and that's what they were. They were Imelda. I thought that was a very ingenious little thing. Also, a get well soon, Dave Dubay. Dude, you got to get better soon. Because me and Mark, because Mark is now up on his feet. We're ready for you to come down here. We're both getting a little twitchy. We need Dave Dubay, a shredder in his own right. So I got uh, I got some shredding coming up from a man, Dave Dubay, later on during the drive group. Uh-oh. What do we got? It's almost November the 9th, the day after the reckoning. That's what it's going to be. Of course, we're going to have plenty to say regarding the choice between, uh, well, a lifelong politician slash public servant and all that that entails versus a demagogue who likes to smear shit on his walls and use it as a Rorschach test. Also, uh, the list of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees came out. Special note here, on Monday, two weeks ago, I played Joe Tex. Uh, I played uh, You're Right, Ray Charles. Two hours later, Joe Tex gets uh, is up for, for Rock and Roll and is nominated for a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. Yeah, you know what that is, right? The Groovathon Bounce. It's the Groovathon. It's the Groovathon Bounce, baby. So you know I'm going to have plenty to say about that. Plus, here's a question for you. The pussy or the musket? Oh, what shall we grab next? I'm going to try and answer that question with with some help from the pros, Pussy Riot. <laughs> okay. I've also got some words of wisdom based on, dare I say it? Dare, dare. Ah, you lost that one. From oh, the, that's all right. It was adjusting volume. Adjusting volume. But uh, it's from uh, Michael Bloomberg. He's going to tell us how the real world actually works and uh, it's something that should be listened to well, what else we got hey foxaholics are petitioning to get megan kelly booted off television um fpl duke energy and the rest of their cronies are trying to pull a bait and switch on floridians who want solar power 
Uh, of course, all of that's going to be surrounded by two hours of the greatest, most diverse groove anywhere on the air. It's just past 2 o'clock, and the only Hollywood that matters anymore, Hollywood, Florida. Right. That means it's just past 8 o'clock with the Big Island of Hawaii. Big shout-out to the Kyle crew. Just past 7 o'clock at night, Lytham, St. Anne's, and Lisbon, rest of Western Europe. Yo, Gramps, you about ready? I'm ready. All right, saddle up and stick around. We're going to kick it off with the Savage Sons on the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com. Dead wrong. You'll never have the skills like mine. I write the ill type rhymes. Now I'm reaching my prime. 360 dunk in your face. You can't compete. You're just a basket case. Let's separate the men from the boys. And put your money where your mouth is. No time for toys. Your game is weak, you geek, so don't sleep. Cause I'll be checking you, wrecking you. When I start to creep through the back door. I know I caught you out there. You got no clout here, and I doubt there. Is any way that you can stop the beat down? You ought to play the background and sit back down. Chumps like you, I gotta keep them in line. So prepare to suffer, boy, cause now you're mine. You're mine. I 
fake your left and go right Straight down the lane, here's one in your eye You feel pain, you're strained To put together some strategy But you're raggedy And I'll be glad to see the frown on your grill When I drill and thrill Set up my offense, commence to kill I'll be leading from beginning to end And after I pound ya You're gonna wanna make friends And make amends for the silly trash you were talking Take a walk and your shots I'm swatting With ease And the ladies are swooning Clocking my swiftness While you're drooling You ought to practice up and get your game refined I've been waiting to dog you And now you're mine You're mine Hurry up, sucker, go ahead and pick your squad Try to play hard, play hard, but I'ma rob You of your crazy notions to defeat me, you weak seat I romp all call and even be down to give you a rematch After I wax and tax that butt when I slam the alley-oop You can rally troops, but I play the awesome defense I pick your pocket and send you to the bench With tears in your eyes as you realize the prize is for me Yes, all the money Son, my form is too nice, my handle's precise I take your right or go left, cause my game's so deaf And now you're mine, you're mine, you're mine That was first 10 years of my life. I think the only clear thought I had was get candy. That was it. Family, friends, school. They're just obstacles in the way of the candy. I'm out for the candy here. I'm just thinking get candy, get candy, get candy, get candy, get candy. That's why you have to teach kids not to take candy from a stranger if they're playing in a playground because they're such candy moron idiot brains. They're just, this man has candy. I'm going with him. Goodbye. I don't care what happens to me. Get candy, get candy, get candy, get candy. Don't go, they'll torture you, they'll kidnap you. It doesn't matter, he has an old Henry, I have to take that chance. Get candy, get candy, get candy. So the first time you hear the, the concept of Halloween, when you're a kid, your brain can't even process the information. You can, you're like, what, what is this? What did you say? So what did you say about giving out candy? Who was giving out candy? Everyone that we know is just giving out candy? Are you kidding me? When is this happening? Where? Why? Take me with you. I, I gotta be a part of this. I'll do anything that they want. I can wear that. <laughs> I'll wear anything I have to wear. So the first couple of years I made my own costumes, which of course sucked. The ghost, the hobo, no good. Then finally, third year, begging the parents, got the Superman Halloween costume, not surprisingly. <laughs> Cardboard box, cellophane top, mask included. Remember the rubber band on the back of that mask? That was a quality item there, wasn't it? That was good for about 10 seconds before it snapped out of that cheap little staple they put it in there with. You go to your first house, trick or snap, it broke, I don't believe it. So I had my little costume, I was physically ready, I was preparing myself. I did not try on the costume prior to Halloween. 
Do you remember this? This, this is an obscure one, but... On the side of the box, I remember this on my Superman costume, it actually said, do not attempt to fly. <laughs> they printed that as a warning because kids were putting it on and going off the roof. You know. I love the idea of the kid who's stupid enough to think he actually is Superman, but smart enough to check that box before he goes off the roof. So anyway, but my hopes were up. I was thinking that this is probably the same exact costume that Superman wears himself. And you put these things on, it's not exactly the super fit that you are hoping for. It looks more like Superman's pajamas is what it looks like. It's all kind of loose and flowing and the neckline kind of comes down about there. Flimsy little ribbon string in the back. Plus my mother makes me wear my winter coat over the costume anyway. I don't recall Superman wearing a jacket. Not like I had cheap corduroy phony fur. Boy, I'm Superman, but it's a little chilly out, and I'm glad I've got this cheap little 10-year-old kid's jacket. So I'm going out, I'm trick-or-treating, but the mask, the rubber band keeps breaking, it keeps getting shorter. I'm fixing it, it's getting tighter and tighter on my face. You know when it starts slicing into your eyeballs there, and you're, you're trying to breathe through that little hole? <laughs> getting all sweaty. I can't see, I can't breathe, we gotta keep going, we gotta get the candy. And a half hour into it, you just take that mask. Oh, the hell with it! Bing bong, yeah, it's me. Give me that candy. Yeah, I'm Superman. Look at the pant legs. What do you care? Remember those last couple years trick-or-treating, getting a little too old for it? Still out there going through the motions. Bing bong, come on, lady, let's go. Halloween doorbells, candy. Let's pick it up in there. Come to the door, they always ask you those same stupid questions. What are you supposed to be? I'm supposed to be done by now. You want to move it along with the Three Musketeers? I got 18 houses on this block, sweetheart. Just hit the bag, we hit the road. That's the way it works. Sometimes they give you that little white bag twisted on the top. You know, that's going to be some crap candy. Doesn't have the official Halloween markings on it. Hold it, lady. Wait a second. What is this? The orange marshmallow shaped like a big peanut? Do me a favor. You keep that one. Yeah, we have all the doorstops we need already. Thank you. We're going for name candy only this year.
believe that? Pretty good. Turn off the jams, motherfucker! Yeah, 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 I know how you want it I'm the type 
Kick out the jams. That is live from 1972. I've got, I don't know how many different versions of that song. I used to have that album. That was in like my loud M's category. So it was like MC5, Motorhead, Moby Grape. I had them all. I had them all in the same. same. What about just plain old M? M, just the M's. Yeah, they were in the M's. They, of course, are uh, one of the bands that has been uh, nominated to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'll have more on that later, of course. For that's Jackson 5, Sugar Daddy, Sugar Daddy, yes. Another in the Groovathon's continuing series of bands, and uh, vocalists, and, and artists that are, how should I put this, Groovus Maximus, yet morally dubious? Yeah. Is that, is that yeah, goes along with our Africa Bombada from last uh, year? Uh, try not to judge category. It's it's true. Right, yeah, we try not to. Judge it. Before so that, just judging the music. Judging the music, that's right. Strictly the music. 
Okay. Before that, Jerry Seinfeld, Halloween candy, 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 candy everywhere. We're going for name brand candy right. this year. I like that. Before that, Gangstar, yeah, now you're mine. That's from Hard to Earn in 1994. One of the probably 20, 30 best hip-hop uh, albums ever put out. And kicking off the set, good friend of mine, Lon Portnoy and his old band, The Savage Sons. All right, Chris Such is in that band as well. That is just classic stuff. Great guitarist. That was released as a uh, 45 back in the 80s, late 80s, early 90s sometimes. Just pure rock and roll. So, here we go. Let's kick it off. First things first, lots of grabbing going on these days. We've yes, got musket a, grabbing, pussy grabbing. Everybody's grabbing. Grabby time of year. It's a gra- it is. It's the most grabby time of the year. Um, I, pussy Riot came, well, you know, it's Joe Walsh came out with, you know, if if, uh, if Trump doesn't get elected, it could you know I'm, it could be time to go grab my musket. Grab your musket. Is that mm. what the kids are calling it yes. these days? Grabbing your sure. musket? Yeah. What, yeah. With what? A pair of tweezers? You little piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> then of course you know in in response to the old uh, grabbing him by the pussy thing, you know you know that was the first thing I wrote. The the minute I heard that statement, I said, "You realize the pussy riots already got a uh, lot." I, I hope. I that was, I, I wrote I that. I mean, trademarked. day one. Day one, I wrote that, and sure as the sun rises did in the east. Did someone say pussy? Did say, okay. They came out with Straight Out of Vagina. That's right. their new song. But I thought this was interesting. Um, Pussy Riot, uh, Nadia, what is her name? I've got it down here. It's Nadia Tolakno. Julia, Julian Assange is connected with the Russian government. And she has some interesting things to say in the interview, but... Um, she actually went and spoke with Julian Assange, and she said the, – the question was, what's your take on the current state of WikiLeaks? This is the interviewer uh, from the website. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an organization that's done a lot of good, but they seem to be doing Vladimir Putin's bidding when it comes to influencing the U.S. presidential election. You and I spoke mm-hmm. – I believe it was on the last show. We both said – you know, we both used to like – we mm-hmm. were – you know, we were fans of this stuff. You know, let's get it out there. Let's get it out in the open. But he does seem to have an agenda at this yeah. point. He's got yeah. an agenda. And so um, – Nadia, the ch- one of the chicks from Pussy Riot, said it was a tough conversation between me and Julian Assange about uh, about that about that when I came to the Ecuadorian embassy two years ago. We had the conversation, and you can't really blame people for having another position. I understood the position. He's in a state of war with the American government. Julian, yeah. yes. Yeah. He's smart and charismatic and will use any means to destroy the American government. We had a conversation if it was really the ethical thing to do and the hands of another government, which is, in fact, much worse and at the hands of another government, which in this case is much worse, Russia, and it's an authoritarian government. And so the interviewer said, so Julian Assange didn't deny that he was working with the Russian government. Um, and Nadia from Pussy Riot said he couldn't deny it. On the next day after I visited the Ecuadorian embassy, the head of Russia's biggest propaganda network, Russia Today, the editor-in-chief came to him, and they did a project together. He often works with with the Russia, Russia propaganda machine and doesn't try to hide it. Julian Assange doesn't try to hide the fact that he hosts... At the Ecuadorian embassy, the editor-in-chief of the Russia propaganda team, Russia Today, and has projects with them. Russia Today has nothing to do with the truth. They get tons of government money, so instead of that money going to healthcare and education, it serves these propaganda goals, which is disturbing for a lot of Russians because they're undergoing a huge economic crisis. She said it was she, – she went on to say it's interesting because basically what Putin is doing is, is uh, saying let's make Russia great again. That's, okay. You know, he's, yeah. he's, he's on the same 
wavelength. So those gals, as usual, they got it right. And to Joe Walsh, the now just, you know, I was like, mm. oh, you want to grab your musket? I wrote down, boy, that, that'll be good. Why don't you grab it? Take it all the way to Sotheby's where it should fetch a very, very pretty penny because you're going to need it to pay off your tax bills, which you, you know, hedged mm. on, which is probably why he supports Donald Trump. I actually wrote, I was like, I actually wrote some to something, you know, how come we haven't seen his tax returns? And a friend of mine who is a Trump supporter said, oh, well, that's because of the IRS. Yeah. 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 And, I, and well, all I said. could say that was, yeah, okay. I don't know what else to say. You can't, uh, yeah, they're believing what they want to believe. Okay, here's one. Michael Bloomberg nails the greatest conundrum America faces today. Uh, this is a very interesting article. It's from Yahoo Finance. Uh, it's from uh, the 20, it's about a week ago this came out. And he said, one thing that has to be said here is Donald Trump really does represent 40 to 45% of this country. They are petrified of their future. Um, their next job, once they get laid off, is going to be flipping hamburgers. They're going to live until 85, and their Social Security is not enough to live on, and they're being forced out of their jobs in their 50s or whatever, the multi-billionaire said. Um, he acknowledged that technology, not global trade, is destroying an enormous number of jobs. Indeed, this explains why manufacturing activity is up, even as manufacturing jobs are down. This is a problem that affects the constituents of both political parties. Um, Bloomberg later added that the greatest conundrum the next administration and country faces will be how to create jobs as technology forces people out of work. He noted some estimates suggest that 40% of the jobs could be automated. Um, uh, he said the decision, oh, this is interesting. He was, they, they asked him why he didn't run. And Bloomberg considered a presidential run as a third party candidate, but he believes he would have garnered one third of the vote. And no one would have had a majority. Therefore, the decision would have been going to the House of Representatives and they would have picked Trump and he couldn't risk that. Right. So let's He's give smart... let's give. Yeah. You know, as opposed to what's her name from the Green Party? Bizarre. You know, right. any of that? Jill Stein. There's that... a guy looking but, at the big fucking by the way, picture the, uh, in the real world. In the real world. See the John Oliver on the third party. on. I did. Yes. Just, oh, my God. The, the singing. Nailed it. The singing. Nailed it. Like a, Nailed oh, it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love John Oliver. He's great. He goes, you. Yeah. And Bloomberg goes on to say, because you just can't do that to this country. Bloomberg expects that Clinton will win the presidency and the House will remain Republican. That said, he doesn't expect Clinton to get, quote, much cooperation out of the House and she'll have a huge disapproval rating in the honeymoon period of her presidency. He said, four years from now, it wouldn't surprise me if Ted Cruz ran against Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, wouldn't that be interesting? Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's imp- this is important stuff. Um, you should read the Michael Bloomberg uh, interview in its entirety and see it. It's there's a I believe there's a video interview of it uh, from uh, Yahoo Finance. Um, but you know, say what you will about Bloomberg, he's no idiot. No, okay, I don't. I don't necessarily like a lot of the things that he did, where he turned you know my beloved New York City into a place that is Manhattan has become like the largest velvet roped off. Yeah. You know, club in New York. It is. It's 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 increasingly a gated community. Hmm. It's becoming a gated community because you you know if you're not rich, can't go there. Uh, some other things I thought. Here's a classic. This is just one of those things that cracks me up. Fox News. Um, there is a petition on Change dot org, and it's they're petitioning Fox News to remove Megyn Kelly. Quote: Megyn Kelly is a news person with an agenda. Instead of reporting the news, she attempts to distort, manipulate facts to support her own agenda. Her latest victim, 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 yeah. 
is Donald Trump. Her latest victim mm-hmm. is Donald Trump. This, of course, is all yes. in the wake of Newt Gingrich blowing a gasket on live television one night. A news source should not be trying to influence the American voter. These are people who are like <laughs> foxaholics. <laughs> right. Okay. They are foxaholics. Mm-hmm. And that's that. This guy's writing that. Fox professes to be fair and balanced, but Kelly loads her panels with those who support her views. Okay, it's her show. Right, well... What do you think? This has become a typical Fox News ploy during these elections. Kelly needs to be removed from her position until she has learned the mantra, the facts, ma'am, just the facts. Ooh, isn't that cute going Mm. back to that? Sergeant Joe Friday, I believe. Is that Mm. who it was? Yeah, Sergeant Joe Friday. The facts, ma'am, just the facts. So there you go. Once again, proving that no matter, you know, between that and Comey, FBI mm-hmm. director coming just goes to show it doesn't matter w- which political party you believe to. When somebody says something you agree with, you love them. When they don't, you hate them. That's how fast it happens. That is yeah. literally how fast it happens. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about before we get into more music, and this is uh, right up your alley here, is this is it's amendment number. Is it number one? Is is it the first mm-hmm. amendment on the uh, voter thing this year? The solar solar amendment. Uh, yes, it's but, number yeah. one on the Florida right. ballot. This is basically I wrote down I said I'm trying to remember what I wrote what I wrote for it but um basically what it is is they're trying to pull a bait and switch. Right. They want to they, they want to maintain they want to maintain their monopoly. Explain and, explain <clears throat> explain because yeah. Before you explain it just so just so everybody knows if you're if you don't live in Florida you're not seeing the ads because they are Florida they're only sure. on Florida stations. And the ads absolutely I mean God bless or God condemn the ad agency that put together these ads because uh-huh. they're good. Because if you really don't do your homework, you're going to think they're like, "Hey, solar well, power is homework, good." Homework, you know, homework handout number one is all the people that are that are backing this, which is FPL and the Koch brothers, Duke Duke yeah, Energy, Duke Energy, and all of that stuff. Because yeah, that's what. For, yeah, yeah, before you say your thing, speaking of the facts, all I need to know is that those guys support it for me to be against it. But that's for those, all I need. But to for know. those people who aren't just just uh, you know, but uh, partisan politicians and want to know the facts. The facts. The facts are point number one is that everything is legal right now. Okay, everything is great right now. You can put solar panels on your roof, bang, and nobody's going to tax you for them. And you're like, tax? No, no, they're already proposing it and doing it in other places. So yes. don't think that this is not a new thing. Yes. All right, because here's what happens: the monopoly power company. Uh, if people start putting solar panels on their roof, they're going to make less money. Duh. Talk to you, tell me. Tell and me they don't want it. They want to maintain their same profit margin, so they're going to charge their customers more. Okay, and then they're going to claim that it's the solar panels that are the. So we're 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 the, charging the you pizza, for you're charging right. So the pizza you early, so you're the, you, so you it's like you owning the only pizza parlor in town. You got Tony's Pizza and Bob's Pizza opens up or wants to open up, and and that you know which makes you crazy because now you're going to lose customers mm-hmm. and therefore money to Bob's Pizza. So you go to the mayor and you know, the, the city commission. You say, I want you to pass a law that says that if I lose money. As a result of Bob, you got to tax Bob and, and his and, customers, and, and, and his customer, of course, yeah. tax his customers, and I get the and I get that that tax revenue to make up the difference in revenue that I'm going to be losing as a result of him opening up a competing business. Right, and yeah. I think the point behind this is they're trying to make it say they're they're trying to position it as um, it's so, going if you do that, right. we're going to have to charge. 
other people right. more. And so we don't right. want to do that. So we want to tax the other people using and, the solar panels to offset what and we would have to. They're throwing a lot of other shit in there that that also. Yeah, God, forbid, also God forbid Bob's Pizzeria should be better. But there's other shit, too. There, there's other shit in the amendment, too, because the, that, that also just maintains them as the only entity. FPL is the only entity that can sell electricity. So that if you're the landlord of a building and you want to put solar panels on the building and say free electricity is part of your rent. I got a solar system here in the building. You can't do that because they would say, no, no, you're including the cost of the electricity as part of the rent. So technically you're selling electricity to your customers and you can't do that. And the reason, the rationale, their irrationale for that is because you're not qualified to deal with electricity, Ben Franklin. These dangerous, <laughs> dangerous electrons, these dangerous electrons are totally beyond, beyond your scope. Only we know how to work the wires and the buttons and the lever. You're not allowed. You're not qualified. You're going to electrocute your uh, your your your, your tenants, your tenants, and, and to set the building on fire. My, a, total bullshit. My neighbors in Florida, Sam and Loki, when I moved into the house that I was living there, okay, r- about six months after I moved in, they put in their first set of solar panels, and about six months later, they put in a second set of solar panels. And you have to understand, mm-hmm. um, the the uh, electric company out there is called Helco, Hawaii Electric Company. Helico. And where I was living in the Kau district on the big island of Hawaii, it is the poorest and least populated district in Hawaii. It also has the distinction of having the highest, the most expensive per kilowatt hour electric rates in America. Okay. In America. Not in Hawaii. In America. The most expensive kilowatt per hour rates of any place, any county, City in America. And what Helco did, God bless them. Because you have to understand, out in Hawaii, they don't get coal. So all of the electricity has to be from either oil or they're using uh, thermo, uh, you know, because the the island itself, geothermal, because it's it's basically it's one big heat source. It's it's a volcano. It's actually three volcanoes, but it's, you know, it's a big volcano. Wind, solar, okay? Mm -hmm. And what they did is they said, you know what? If you set up electric panels, uh, solar panels, and you make enough electricity and you make more than you need, we'll buy it back from you. And the benefit of that mm-hmm. is that that electricity is basically dirt cheap, which means when they do that, it lowers lowers the electric rate for everybody else. How nice. Everybody else. So Helco, Hawaii Electric, God bless them. I found an electric company I can get behind. Because they said, look, this is good for everybody. We're not going to lose a dime. They're not going to lose a fucking dime. All they're doing is managing to charge people less, so it co- but it costs them less. Their prophecy, the, the cost for them to acquire the raw goods to produce their product, the raw goods being oil, wind, solar, geothermal, are now going to go down. The product they sell, which is the electricity that gets used, okay, if they're paying less for the raw goods, then they can afford to pay charge less for the produced product, which saves everybody money. And you know what that does? It, it, it helps out the economy because now individual people have more money in their pockets to spend on 
other the, the industry things. that used to get that money isn't going to go lightly. The, yeah. the horse-drawn carriage industry, the horse-drawn they're not going to go. Henry Ford, I'm not going out without a fight. That's right? it. Henry Ford's taking away our jobs you know? with that goddamn Model T. The boogie, the buggy whip company is the not is company. not going to go out without I'm, Elon Musk just developed you, I the, saw that the, the solar, roof, panels, for the solar panels cheaper than regular. Cheaper than regular. Well, well, no, that, that's not true. Hold no, on uh, a second. Whoa, right. whoa, whoa. They haven't price pointed it yet. I okay. read that. They will, <laughs> but... The thing is, not only oh, that, but they're actually, they last longer than regular mm-hmm. panels on the roof. Here's the thing. Let's why move. wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? And I don't understand why the United States government wouldn't, in fact, offer tax incentives. Because, because they're owned for, by the oil company? Oh, well, in that case, uh, oh, never mind. Uh, right. Well, then let me tell you why they should. Here's why they should offer tax incentives to anybody, anybody, anybody who wants to use solar power as a way to... Um, you know, power their, you know, their house, mm-hmm. okay? Because the minute you do that, you put more money in the pockets of the people who own the house, which then goes back into the economy again. Mm-hmm. You want the economy to go faster? Oh, the economy's only grew at 2.9% in the last fiscal quarter. But for this year, it's going to be like 1.3%, which is basically anemic, unfortunately. Okay, that's, you know, you talk to economists, you know, two to foot, anything like 2% is considered good, you know, 3%, you know, I mean, 4% is considered dynamic, Okay, and two point nine percent is considered good. But if you put more money back into the economy, this is this this is literally what trickle down should look like. Mm. This is what trickle down should be. If you give them those tax incentives, if you put that money, it trickles down into the entire economy because now they can spend money on restaurants, on more expensive cars, right. on pretty much anything other than electricity. Well, you could say that about any of these unnecessary industries, like the insurance industry, for example, uh, and they're not going to go away without a foot. Go I'm yeah. sticking, stick with solar panels because if yeah. I start going off, man, my head's going to freaking explode. Don't. All right, you know what? But please, vote no. If you live in Florida, right. no, 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 no. No on one. solar man. I, I've often asked, and I will continue to ask, how is it possible that every single, every every single house that is a, you know, a single person, you know, is owned by a person or a family in Phoenix is empowered by solar panels? Shut up, Tommy. Why do you hate America? That's what they all say. Hey, we're going to keep the groove going here. You know, I have a special birthday shout out. Mm. You know who just turned ninety? Chuck Berry. Oh, hey, holy fuck balls! Good for Man, you, Chuck. Chuck is still right. We love Chuck Berry. Love him. Yes, and we towards do. those ends, I've got a song that he originally wrote that's kick-ass, and I've got one by him. We kick it off with the Pirates doing Johnny Be Good on the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com. Hey! Ooh, it's like we're going 
Listen to me, it's 
just can't understand It's not in the stars, listen to me It's as simple as one, two, three It's the truth, ain't no fifty-five Every cat has got nine lives It's in the number That's how things get done, son I'm supposed to go down to Florida next week after we're done here. That's where all my uh, relatives live. I don't really want to go. Florida, a lot of old people down there. You know, they live in those minimum security prisons. That's where they put all the old people. What's with all the security there with the guard gate, with the arm coming down? Everyone's got a uniform, guns. Are the old people trying to escape or are people stealing old people? What is the security problem?
Chuck Berry, I'm a rocker. Yeah, the guy just turned 90 years old. You know, I keep seeing all these things that say, uh, 
you know, eventually we're going to have to start worrying about what kind of planet we're going to leave Keith Richards. Yo, dude, don't, don't. There, there's like, uh, it's uh, Chuck Berry, um, Jerry Lee Lewis, just like a bet going on, you know, which one of these guys is going to last the longest. And uh, Little and little Richard, I think, is the other one. So those three. Yeah. They have like this ongoing thing. Chuck Berry, I'm a rocker from one of the bazillion collections I have by him. You can't, I, I was just telling, telling you over here, I, said, I just listened to like 20 Chuck Berry songs in a row. Every single one of them was good. There's no bad one out there. Before that, D, a light, somebody that is from, I'm not sure which ones that's from, from one of their collections well, great stuff. Radiohead, Body Snatchers. There's the original album, In the Rainbows, uh, that's from, is it's Body Snatchers from that. And then they, they re-released it. I was talking about this last week. They're re-releasing a lot of albums. They're remastering them and adding in other tracks. So now you can get Rainbows as a double uh, album, double CD, um, little Radiohead. There, I hadn't played them before. I was looking around. I was like, "Hey, I haven't played any Radiohead." Well, Jerry Seinfeld going to Florida. Got my, yeah, we got tons of Seinfeld today, but he nails it. Going to Florida before that. I'm I'm particularly proud of this. Before that was Ron Sunshine, a song called "In the Numbers." It's from his brand new CD, "Bring It Home," okay, uh, which is on the Rondette, a jazz label. I've known Ron for quite some time. I was just telling you, he uh, he was nice enough to take me to see Parliament Funkadelic back in like 86, 87, somewhere in there, maybe even 85, I don't know, 85, 86, 87, somewhere in there. We went and saw Parliament Funkadelic with the P-Funk Orchestra, second row at the Apollo. Still, to this day, in my top 10 live shows of all time, probably my top five now that I think about it. Ron's album, Bring It Home, is now in the running to be nominated for a Grammy. So they what they do is awesome. they, they put out the list of uh, potential songs and they, they narrow that down to like the five nominees for the Grammys and he's one of them. So if you're on, you know, if you're a voting member, check that stuff out. Ron Sunshine and his orchestra. The song is in the numbers from the album. Bring it home. The entire album is absolutely fantastic. I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm the first one to have played it on the radio because he sent me uh, a copy of some of the songs on it about a month before it actually got released. I, I told him, I said, I want to be first because I'm greedy like that. And kicking off the set, yeah, baby, more rock and roll personified. The Pirates doing Johnny Be Good. Of course, Chuck Berry song. That is from the album Skull Wars. I've played a number of tracks from these guys from uh, the album that came out before that out of their skulls. Um, these guys on every album, what's great is they do a bunch of studio tracks and a bunch of live tracks. And just... These guys may be, in my opinion, they are possibly the best bar band ever in the history of rock and roll. Three guys creating outrageous in your smack you down rock and roll. And just the guitar and that Peter Green, all the rest of those guys, just raucous stuff. So there you go. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Are you sure? I'm sure. Are you okay? Because, you know, you need a few deep breaths or something. The election is a week from tomorrow. And, um,. <laughs> I would be remiss. I think I would be remiss if we didn't at least spend some time commenting on it. I wrote uh, just the other day, I think yesterday, what I think uh, encapsulates how I feel about uh, this. And I said that voting for Trump is like drinking poison and expecting somebody else to die. Yeah. That's the way I feel about it. Um, but but they don't. They don't. They, don't. they, 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 they like him. They you don't. Know, they like There's a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. Uh, but I want to trim it down a little bit. But one of the things that's going around is that, and I said this from the very beginning, you know, it's he's not running for president. He's running, you know, to, to get a gathering behind him so that when he puts on his own show, 
they're all going to follow him. And so everybody's talking about, you know, this is just because he already did it. He already had like this thing, this this Trump TV. It was on some and it was on the Internet. It was on his, you know, vote for Trump website. And it was after the I think the the second or the third uh, debate, mm-hmm. you know, so they can have the Trump spin. Oh, he kicked yeah. ass. She was nothing. He yeah. brutalized her. And I, yeah, oh, you know, you really the the sheer volume of cognitive dissonance that has to be has been uh, summoned up by the electorate. Where the new high or we, low or whatever. That's it. Pig face, yeah. a new high and low. Yeah, that's it. That's pig face. I, I played something from that album. Pig face, a new high and low. But it occurs to me that that would be the best thing that can happen is after he loses. When he starts Trump TV, I start thinking about the other people that have decided to go out on their own. Breitbart, Glenn mm-hmm. Beck. Where, where are they these days? I mean, Breitbart, the only reason Breitbart matters is because the guy who used to run that place is now running Trump's campaign. Right. Okay. Glenn Beck. Remember, he went off and started mm-hmm. the uh, Blaze. That was a Blaze. Yeah. Yes. Blaze. How's that, that these days? You hearing failing. about that anymore? No, because he's retired to his farm and his ranch. Excuse me, not a farm. It's a ranch out in Idaho. And I wrote um, that... The best thing that can happen is for Trump TV. I said uh, Trump will go from ratings gold to competition. Okay, at this mm-hmm. point, let's see what the mainstream media and by mainstream, I'm including Fox News, the New York Post, the Washington Times, what they do as far as covering it slash him. Um, and you know, the mainstream media contends that they're not at fault. For his rise, they you know every time somebody brings that up, it's the media's fault. You guys gave him all this airtime, and they're like, no, 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 it's the GOP. Okay, and both people are right. It's the GOP and mainstream media because, as always, if it bleeds, it leads. Yep. And he's fucking he's he's you know this guy. He's literally an inform- a misinformational hemophiliac. <laughs> there you go. That's what he's a misinformational hemophiliac in the if it bleeds it leads category. After the election, they're going to have a chance the mainstream media to live up to those to the uh, to those words after he loses because once he loses, who gives a shit what he has to say? Who's going to give a shit? Only his supporters. Right. Okay, and they're going to and honestly. The minute he loses, you know what they're going to do? They're going to move on to the next demagogue hopeful, which is going to yeah. be either Rubio or Ryan, or how about Joe Walsh, or even worse, how about Louis Gohmert out of Texas? Sure. He's going to have a shot. If Trump is a shot, Gohmert's got a shot. And that's the scary thing. That scares the fucking piss out of me. Is a guy like Louis Gohmert, or Joe Walsh, or Marco Rubio, or Paul Ryan, or any of these people, you know, especially Rubio and Ryan, who have like gone out of their way to put that veneer of sanity on themselves. They've, they've given themselves a nice, a nice top coat. They've, they've coated themselves with, with a little bit of sanity. But deep down <laughs> underneath, you know, once you get down to, to the actual foundation of the structure, they're fucking maniacs, man. Pence as well. Pence is another one. Yeah. Pence is like, he's horrible. He's a horrible person. Yep. You know, he believes all- in uh, sh- uh, electrocuting uh, the gay people. Yeah, straight. right. Yeah, yeah. You've got Shock, shocking you straight. Shocking. Yeah, that's right. Scared. Talk about scared straight. That's yeah. literally the new no. version of scared straight is for is for gay people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote. I was talking to you earlier. I said, you know, I I just discovered. I guess I'm late to the party on this one. The Dunning Kruger effect. Yeah, the well, Dunning, you know, I didn't under. I had never heard of it internet. until uh, until somebody. I, I just finally they put a name on something I've been having to explain for a long time. Yeah, well, actually, uh, the the original paper was written by Professor Kruger in 1999. 
Okay. Well, it I, came out then. And I've been um, doing this since grade school. It's like you're too stupid to realize you're, so you're stupid. stupid. Yeah. Now I wrote a bunch of stuff on that. I'm going to put it together in a better form so that I can really. Because I've written a whole bunch of stuff about this. Once I found out about it, I kind of went buck wild because I had written a bunch of stuff in mm. about when the occupation, uh, Occupy Wall Street came out. And I said, the problem that we face is that we have a ton of people in this country who just don't understand how the business of politics works. And if we could explain it to them, if we could literally sit them down to a town hall meeting and bring in experts, experts, real experts that they would believe, one Republican, one Democrat, with no partisanship among it, mm. okay, and say – let me hear you know you want to know how come this happened well let's go back mm-hmm. okay these are the people that wrote the bill right okay these are the people that lobbied for it these are the people that paid for the lobbyists to lobby for it and then they lobbied these congressmen and this bill did x y and z to you now do you understand how voting for so and so you know undercuts your own you know the it's kansas What's the matter right. with Kansas? People consistently voting against their own self-interests. And I think the Dunning-Kruger effect really does speak to that. And there's a lot of articles out about it now. I finally, you know, once I was made privy to it, I, of course, you know, went buck wild and tried to look up everything I could on it. I actually downloaded the original paper as a PDF file. And it, yeah, not exactly fun to read. Not fun to read. I'll bet. Not, yeah, not at all. Are you okay over there? I'm, I'm looking at a file here. This is important. This is important. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not yeah. sure how I was yeah. expecting you to kind of join in on this. I really, uh, at this point, I'm waiting for my my hole. <laughs> you know what? I'd like it all to be over. <laughs> I, I'd like it all to be over too. But you, I'm just holding on. My my thing, you know, because I keep going back now. The email, the new email with the FBI. Guy, seriously, is the worst thing that they have that you have is the worst thing that you have is that she used a private server and there may have been something on there. There may have been a conversation that incriminates her. There may have been some classified. My friends of mine say, you know, she's committed. She committed treason. There, there may have been. You mean like Reagan? Like Reagan did? Yeah. Like Reagan did in a different way because that wasn't treason because that was Reagan. Right. So you're very concerned about treason, like Reagan did. Okay, so so she may or may not have committed treason. She may or may not have allowed classified information to to be uh, exposed, uh, like maybe outing a CIA operative in the field for political reason. Uh, You know, like that, like something like that. Yeah, yeah, like like, oh, right, like yeah. So 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 fuck you. You're all concerned with what might be in those emails. That's it. That's what you got. In the meantime, this guy's. Uh, uh, making fun of special needs people? Fuck you, man. Yeah, really. Fuck yeah. you. Thank you. Yep, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, man. I don't. I just. The thing is, I I have friends of mine that they're they're just so anti Hillary Clinton. Like the 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 media machine, the PR machine against her. Yeah. Has really gone full tilt. The 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 one thing I was I was watching. I can't remember who said it. Uh, it was Michael Moore. On, yeah. on some show, he goes, if you Google uh, the Clintons and murder, and it's got like 46 people they killed, and Michael Moore goes, that's the person I do want as the president. They just got away with 40, killing 46 of their enemies. She's badass, that's baby. That's OG. OG, baby. <laughs> Shit. That is OG right there. You know? Johnny Cash would be proud. He was the original gangster rapper, of course, because he once shot a man in Phoenix just to watch him die. That's these right. people shot shot these other people so they could in furtherance of their own careers and, and, and fortunes. I wrote down, I said, let me see if I get this straight. Uh, Bill Clinton managed to get get managed to get paid sixty six million dollars as a consulting and speech making fee. And 
Donald Trump lost a billion dollars in the casino business. Now, tell me again who the uh, business genius, you know, the great businessman right. is. Because I'm guessing it's the guy that did nothing and got $66 million, as opposed to the guy that lost a billion dollars in an industry where losing money is literally impossible. It's impossible. I said, you know, there's the, the quote from, uh, from Lefty Rosenthal, uh, you know, the guy that's portrayed in the movie Casino, is, um, you know, uh, he said – Running a casino is great. It's like selling people dreams for cash. Yeah. And I said, you know, that's what casinos and political campaigns have in common. They both sell people dreams for cash. Right. That's exactly what they're doing. Are we ready for the next set? I'm, I'm rocking and rolling. You're no, rocking I, and rolling. I, I'm, I'm uh, setting up some options because of the. Uh, we're gonna do some. We're gonna do some preview mixing during the uh, Ooh, set here. We have yeah, mixes. we can do preview mix off the air. Oh we can't just God. time travel. That's why but we that can is... also we can also uh, uh, practice what we're going to do in the future in another dimension and then do it back pop into normal time and do it. <laughs> It's sorry, amazing. What? It's amazing. Yeah, I'll I have explain no it. idea. I'll explain it while we do it. Yeah. yeah okay. Hang on a second. Let me. We're going to time trip. So are we here. about ready? To yeah, we're ready. To go. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. Okay. Look, please. I beg of you, people. Don't, 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 uh, let, don't, let, don't let this guy get in. Just, just you let him, see. let him lose, there's and then no, let him no, hopefully not, start his own never, TV network. You're Look, not going to reach if him. his TV network is is as successful as all of his other ventures. It should be done in about a month. Everything else he's ever done has fucking failed miserably. Yeah. The stakes, yeah. the water, the airline, the university. He's not a good, he's not a good businessman. He's a mediocre con man. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. That, you know, and that's the thing. The, the mark of a good con man, details. Talk about details, the mark yeah. of a good con man. You have to have those details. You know, and now it's – I was the, – uh, the quote he said, I thought it was funny. He goes, this is the biggest the, – the, when, when uh, Comey came out here's, – here's the one thing I do want to make sure I say. You know, this guy, FBI Director Comey, you know, everybody has said all along that this is a – you know, he's a straight shooter, straight right. up guy. Yeah. He's a good public servant. Obviously, he's not an idiot. This is a smart guy. He knew what he was doing. And the question I have is, why did he do it? Right. Okay, why did he do it? I mean, is there something that he thinks we need to find out, but he's that he can't scared. himself he's scared. divulge? Yeah and, you, yeah, and you set me straight. It's not that there's anything there. He's just scared. He's, he's scared, scared of, of what happens. He's scared of what they're going to say about him. He's scared of the Trump supporters. He's, and I mean literally scared. What yeah. happens the day after on November the 9th? Because we're going to wake up and we're all still going to be angry. Everybody's still going to be angry. It doesn't matter when, when Hillary wins. We're still going to be angry because if we don't have 60 senators, okay, then right. that's just – this is just a precursor to four years of, you know, of Ted Cruz flo throwing more filibustered ham, eggs and, ham and eggs in our face. That's all it is. It's just another four years of them going – of, of them stopping every fucking thing that can happen. And I write this to all my friends every time I say, look, when it's over, when the election's mm -hmm. over, are you going to stand up and be a true patriot? Are you going to be a true patriot and say, this is the president of the United States. She was duly elected. What do we do now to solve our multifarious problems? I'll give you the perfect thing we could do. Here's, how, here's where we start. Infrastructure. We can borrow money from the Fed at basically 0%. Right now, zero percent. We could put, I don't know what, one million, two million people. If you travel outside of this country, go to Europe or Asia. Don't, don't get me started on the Fed. You know what I think we should do? I think we should invade the Fed and take them over. That's, a, that's another point. That's, that's superfluous make, to what I'm saying. Make, I'm saying that at this point, the government itself, the United States government, could literally borrow money for zero, mm -hmm. for zero percent interest, and use it in a massive – look, we did it with the highway system. Mm -hmm. Okay, the last – you know, I guess the biggest public works system before that would be the fucking Erie Canal in 1825. 
And do you know what Pretty that good. did? It basically, the Erie Canal, maybe, you know, people don't really remember the Erie Canal and how great it was. And Jefferson spoke out against it. This is going to ruin us. We can't afford it. Okay. And uh, DeWitt Clinton, who was the guy who was the uh, governor of New York at the time, you know, basically self-funded it. He privately funded it, and it ended up making massive, massive, massive profits for everybody who invested mm-hmm. in it. As a matter of fact, he started making money on it before it was completed. He was just using sections of the canal to make money. And a, it was something like a ton of wheat used to cost $100 mm-hmm. to get to New York, and it went down to 6 <laughs> Great. That's also how you wound up with emigrate. One of the reasons that a lot of Eastern European people and Russians ended up emigrating uh, from between 1885 or 1890 and uh, 1910 is because that wheat started reaching Europe. We were, we were, at that time, we really were the breadbasket of America. And so that wheat said, you know, the Erie Canal funded, did it. If we do infrastructure, it's going to make all the things that that infrastructure has to handle all those things are going to move better. They're going to move faster. They're going to move cheaper. Right. You're going to have less wear and tear on your trucks because the roads are going to be better. We're going to get products from point A to point B faster than we did before, all of which is a moneymaker. Okay? All of which is a moneymaker. And bonus package, unlike, you know, the Keystone Pipeline or the, the this new pipeline that is – God, what are they doing out there? Oh, I, I, well, I don't even, please, it's disgusting. It's disgusting what they're doing. Okay, and we don't need it. We don't, you know, you talk to oil company people, if you read some of the, uh, some of the minutes and uh, some of their year-end, uh, the CEO year-end uh, things that get put out by oil company, you know, executives and, and board members, they've already figured they're not going to get those pipelines. They've already started yeah. doing it another way. They've already started doing it another way. Oh, by the way, the company building that pipeline just had a spill in Pennsylvania. 55,000 gallons went into one of the most, like, yeah, yeah. you know, this incredibly, you know. Please, if you live in Pennsylvania, I am on my hands and knees. Get a visual on this. If you're looking live, you can see me. I'll get on my fucking hands and knees if I think it'll work. Okay, I am groveling. Please, Katie McGinty, we need, we need people like that in the Senate. We need level-headed people who, who want to do the right thing and not Toomey, who's a goddamn, you know, sycophant. He's bought, paid for. He's just going to kowtow whoever fucking helps fund his next goddamn campaign. These people won't do jack shit till they hear the electoral, the electoral branch creaking. They just, they don't care. Until they think it's going to affect their ability to be able to reelect it, they mm-hmm. just don't give a shit what happens to anybody else. It's making me sick to my fucking stomach. All right. Right. I got that out of my, I got that out of my skin. All right. How, what are they doing out there? What That's are they done. doing? Uh, and the Bundys, of course, you know, walk away. Yeah, yeah, right. What are they doing? Okay, let's keep, you I, know Arm what? yourself, hippie. You know, yeah. Hey, I am, I'm a proud hippie. Arm yourself, yeah. hippie. I'm, you know, yeah. count on you. You're going to help yeah. me out. You're going to help me out. Gun yeah. Range. Yeah. Yeah. Show me how to use yeah. something properly yeah. as opposed yeah. to just firing it wildly in the air yeah. like yeah. most yeah. people who are. Yeah. That's good, too. That works, too. That works as well. Yeah. Hey, guess what? We're going to keep the groove going here. You know what? MC5 should be brought into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, you know what? I thought I would play a little more MC5, just not by them. Yeah, it's the damn from the Peel Sessions doing Looking at You on the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com.
I'm very impressed with this uh, seedless watermelon product that they have for us. They've done it. We now have seedless watermelon. Pretty amazing. What are they planting to grow the seedless watermelon, I wonder? The melons aren't humping, are they? They must be planting something. How does this work? And what kind of scientists do this type of work? I read a thing, it was 15 years in development. In the laboratories with, you know, gene splicing or whatever they do there, I don't know. I mean, other scientists working on AIDS, cancer, heart disease, these guys are going, no, I'm going to devote myself to melon. I think that's much more important. Sure, thousands are dying needlessly, but this, that's got to stop. Rap. You can't mess best step and make the trip. This game back here to rap. Get fuck, fella. I'm a sellout, huh? Answer when I take a stand, so you better be a dancer. Cause rappers are blowing forward and more. Oh, and yo, now the knockout pro is here to kick and pick the food to sing. You think you fly, yo, I'll break your wing. You can't storm or transform or run for cover, cause rhymes will break your door. So who's the fool who wants to jump the step? Bring the bass and pipe and watch the step, cause the champ will stamp and trample you in it. Now who can take and make a step to My debonair rhyme that kept you Hyped by acid with the dope and fix the hit I'm paid in full to save that ball I know, they know, he know, we know, you know Internet me means numero uno You can't front, cause you're on standby I watch the rapper then I leave him to hang dry Cause with death rhymes and the tone This girl is all on her own
Then they tell you about the pain relieving ingredient. There's always got to be a lot of that. Nobody wants anything less than extra strength. Extra strength is the absolute minimum. You can't even get strength. Strength is out now. It's all extra strength. Some people not satisfied with extra, they want maximum. Give me the maximum strength. Give me the maximum allowable human dosage. Figure out what will kill me and then back it off a little bit. Life is short. Filled with stuff. Don't know what for. I ain't had enough. I learned all I know by the age of nine. But I could better myself if I could only find some new kind of kick. Man, new kind of kick from bad music for bad people. I saw those guys live a couple of times. They're they're a lot of fun. Friends of mine opened uh, 
for them. I believe it was the Ritz. I was telling you about this earlier. And then they opened up for Wall of Food, the same group of friends. So there you go. The grand before that, Jerry Seinfeld, pain reliever. Yeah, just give me whatever's going to kill me and then back it off just just a bit. Yeah, before that. Yeah, I know. He's great, man. He nails it. The, that, the watermelon, all these little bits he does, you know, he's he's on the money with that. And he never curses. Not once. You know? No, no, he, he never, he doesn't do doesn't blue. Care. He's the clean man. Before that, a band I've been wanting to play for a while, I finally got around to it, called Hardware. Um, the song's called Waiting on You from Third Eye Open. It came out in 1992. Basically, it, Hardware was one of these, uh, conglomeration bands, like, the, you know, super group. Uh, guitar player was Stevie Salas. I played track from him last week okay on he's on guitar on bass bootsy collins don't have to tell you who he is and if i do you should, mm. probably shouldn't be listening to this show i don't understand it um and the drummer on that is buddy miles from jimmy Hendrix's band of gypsies and uh and at the beginning of it that that opening you know that's a it's an interesting little riff there i i already know two other songs that that's a riff from the album itself um third eye open uh, was actually produced by Bill Laswell, whom we all love, and doing some uh, vocals on that. Yeah, our boy, George Clinton, funk, funk me, baby. You can't get enough funk. Before that, Antoinette. This girl is off on her own. I love Antoinette. I got a bunch of tracks by her. I'm always having problems finding ones that are of good enough quality. That was my thing. That's why I sent it to you because it was 144 mm. KBS. That yeah. is actually a remix. Uh, there was a label that came out, Next Plateau, um, they did a lot of remix stuff on that. For that, Jerry Seinfeld, Seedless Watermelon. Yeah, I know. AIDS, forget about that. Yeah, that that yeah, we got to get rid of. And kicking off the set, The Damned, Looking at You. That's from the Peel Session. The, Looking at You is actually an MC5 song. Um, shout out to uh, my cousin, Susanna. Uh, she just went and saw The Damned, I guess, in uh, Philly within the last week or so they just played there. There is a great version of Looking at You by MC5. Um, it's a live version that is on YouTube. If you want to, if you want to see MC5 at their absolute MC5ish best, okay, <laughs> watch the song, watch the video for "Looking at You." It's live. Um, it's great. The 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 MC5 song I played earlier, you know, their their classic "Kick Out the Jams." That is also from a uh, radio broadcast that they did. These guys didn't pull any punches, man. You can kick out the fucking jams, man. Mm-hmm. So we love that stuff. So that brings me into. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The nominees, or, but yeah, the, the nominees for mm-hmm. this year um, have come out. The list came out, and I have a bunch of stuff to say on this. First things first, um, the only two people I think on the list this year, in my opinion, that should be allowed in are Yes and MC5. Okay. And my opinion is it, it should be like the Baseball Hall of Fame. There are years where if you don't get, if the Baseball Writers Association... Mm-hmm. You know, those are the guys that vote on it. There's that, and then there's the Veterans Committee. So there's, there's two different committees that can vote people in. If you don't get a high enough percentage of votes from the Baseball Writers Association, mm-hmm. okay, then you don't get in. That's it, period. That's You've got right. to get that. So people come up on the list year after year after year. And there were years, last year, 2016, there were only two people admitted to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Mike Piazza, Ken Griffey Jr., both of whom, yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely, I'm with you on that. I think the number that's got to be cleared is 80%. I think that's the the official cutoff line. So 80% of the ballots from the Baseball Writers Hall of Fame have to be uh, have to say that you, they want you in. But there were there are years where not that many people get in. I think the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame would be well served to do it like that. The problem is is that for them it's a show. 
There's a show. There's an HBO special. They've got to do a whole thing. It's a whole fucking thing. And so as a result of that, you know, they end up, you know, having to put in more bands than I think they should. MC5, there's a band, you know, MC5 is kind of one of these bands. They don't have a huge uh, library of music, but they, they basically, they created lightning in a bottle, as it were. And there's another band that gets overlooked that I think real rock and rollers um, would, ag- would agree with if you're going to have that kind of criteria. And I do to a certain degree. I think the 13th Floor Elevator should be in there. If only for their one song, You're Going to Miss Me, because that song mm-hmm. spawned psychedelic music, psycho, psychedelic, psychopunk rock and roll. It spawned it, literally, single-handedly by itself. That song is the, for, you know, people always like, what's the first rock? What's the first? This song, what's the first? That song, was, mm-hmm. you know, what? that is the first, like, garage psychopunk song ever recorded. For me, I mean, maybe there's other stuff I haven't heard of. But that song, You're Going to Miss Me. So, you know, that's lightning in a bottle. And what what mystifies me about the fact that Yes isn't already in is that there are a bunch of bands, and, and the one that comes to mind immediately is Rush. But there are at least three or four bands that are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame where if you watch and listen to their induction speeches, mm-hmm. okay, talk about how Yes, yes was, a, was an influence on them, how, how mm-hmm. much of an influence. How is it possible that like a handful right. of bands can be in there and the band that influenced them isn't? Sure. That's a question. Um, one, uh, let me see. I, what else did I write on here? The individual members of uh, Yes, from a musicianship standpoint. I've seen Yes. I saw them with their great lineup there, their original lineup. Um, but you've got, first things first, Steve Howe. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. he's he is one of the rare people to have won Guitar Player Magazine's Best All Around Guitar Player five consecutive years. After which he's not allowed to win it anymore. That they just put him in the Hall of Fame. He's not eligible anymore. Steve Morse is in, is on that list. It's a very short list. Okay, um, Chris Squire, Rick Wakeman. These are phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal musicians. John Anderson. Okay, his lyric, his voice was basically the fifth instrument for me. Okay, because the lyrics are just bullshit, and I'm going to give you a perfect example of that from uh, from the album Close to the End. <laughs> There'll be no mutant enemy. We shall certify. Okay, look, John, baby, honey, sweet. They, they're just saying words. I know. It's like <laughs> I didn't realize that enemy mutant certification was something I needed to be overly concerned with. No, you know, you listen to the lyrics. It's just like, oh, my. I had a friend of mine say, "Yeah, I like Steely Dan, except the lyrics are bullshit." And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. let's just back off. Yeah. They're, they're bullshit because you didn't happen to go to Bard College how do you, in, in how, 90, do you, how do you distinguish the good mutants from the enemy? From the enemy if mutants? If you don't certify the good Don't ones. get me wrong. Look, his voice is fantastic, and he used it perfectly. I mean, whatever he had to write, you know, it all rhymed. It sounded good. I love yeah. Yes. I love Yes. The memories I have, the, the memories that the band Yes brings back for me personally from when I was a kid and when I first – I remember my cousin – you know, when I was first getting into it, I had moved back from Ireland. It was, you know, the mid-70s. And my cousin said, you know, if you really want to know what the quintessential, just listen to the Yes album, the Yes album. And mm-hmm. he was right. And it's fabulous, start to finish. They've got a bunch of stuff out there. Over the years, they kind of got a little hokey pinocchi And they brought in, you know, Trevor, whatever, is Rabin or whatever on guitar. And they, they brought in some other members and stuff like that, which is interesting because this year um, there is a change in the uh, criteria. Um in tradition, the Hall of Fame has announced the individual members of each band that will be honored. So, in other words, Pearl Jam had five drummers, but only current drummer Matt Cameron and founding member Dave Cruson will be inducted. Um, ELO had many musicians, but just Jeff Lynne, uh, Roy Wood, Bev Bevan, and uh, Rich Tandy made cut. 
Um, classic Steve Perry lineup of Journey is in there. I didn't even know they were. I didn't even know they were. They were up for. I didn't even write that on my list. Mm-hmm. That's how insignificant they are to me. <laughs> and I saw them live. I saw saw two days in a row. I saw the same show: George Thurgood and, Destro- and the Destroyers, Journey, and the Rolling Stones. Okay, that way yeah, I saw that the the, the two the, show. two opening show. days of that show in Philly at uh, at JFK Stadium. Um, let me see what else they had. Uh, yes, the original singer John Anderson is on the ballot along with drummers Bill Bruford and Alan White. That's correct because Bill Bruford and Alan White. I've still seen him with both of those guys. Then you've got keyboardist Tony K and Rick Wakeman, guitarist Steve Howe and Trevor Rabin, bassist Chris Squire. Uh, there's this other thing. Uh, Keyboardist Vince Clark left Depeche Mode after their first album, Speak and Spell. Hey, I got no problem with that because after that was – their next album was what? Uh, construction Time Again. And then after that, they sucked. So that's just me. Uh, he's listed along with the rest of the album. Um, and I wrote down, you know, it's a crying shame that this criteria wasn't in place last year when Deep Purple got inducted. Because had it been, then Steve Morris, who has been with the band for 25 years, would be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm a big Steve Morris fan and I – about a month before the actual ceremony happened, I um, went and saw Winger and chatted with uh, Rod Morgenstein, who's the drummer from the Dixie Dregs, and got his start with Steve Morse at Miami, uh, Miami University, down mm-hmm. here, their music school, which is, you know, very good. It's spawned some great people. Jocko Pastorius, the Dixie Dregs. That, I don't, do I have to say anything more than that? No, I don't. Um, but it would have been nice to see him get in. And Rod... Rod Morrison is one of these guys. He's a pretty evenly keeled dude. Nice mm. guy, gracious with his time and his skill, and a genuinely nice guy. I'm pretty sure that's the only time I saw him scowl ever. I, you know, I met him a few times. It's the only time I've ever seen him scowl. He's like, yeah, man, I, why are they doing that to him, man? 25 years, you would think that that kind of raw savage talent mm-hmm. would be in there. And he played with them live at the show, you know, because Richie Blackmore is too much of a prick to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's the way I feel about that. So the other thing, so um, here are the other bands that were up for uh, that are nominated this year. You know, and the other thing is, I don't think the fans should vote. Okay. There should be no fan voting. All I right. don't want that because you know what ends up happening then is you end up having somebody try and fucking put their thumb on a scale. You know, well, we're pushing for so-and-so. Hey, man, I don't, you know, you're pushing for them for whatever your personal reason is. I want the people who know what they're talking about to sit down like the Baseball Writers Hall of Fame and go, you know what, this year, we're only going to put in, you know, this, this, and this. I mean, the rest of these guys, hey, they're great. They're honorable mentions. They're what, in, the, in the Hall of Fame. Hall, mm-hmm. of, fa- hall of Fame. So we got Jay Giles Band. Okay, maybe. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I could make, I could make a case for them being in just because of the live album Full House. Okay. Literally just because that album is that good. One of the 10 best rock and roll live albums for me personally. Joe Tex, I told you last week, yeah. baby. That's right. The groove of time bounce. You get played, you get made, baby. So I put him down as a maybe. Here's one that I have a bit of a thing with, with you. I said the cars, no. Right. You, you're. I, I vote for the, yeah, the cars. Yeah, you'd vote for the cars. I like it a lot. Chic. No, I know you. Yeah, look, we well, love so Nile Rodgers. Yeah, skate the chic all the time, but that's I, I don't know. That, I wouldn't call that rock and roll. Thank you very much. And it's, it's not bass, like we don't love them, you know. And it's not like funk, we don't appreciate it's disco, how, it's funk, it's it's art, it's wonderful. And Nile Rodgers' effect on his his influence on music is profound. Yes, without it's without huge, question. Huge man. Question. Uh, Pearl Jam. No, um, I liked them. They're great. And I'll I tell you, know. I'm going to put them. In, I'm I'm actually taking them out of the no category. I'm going to put them in the maybe category, and here's why. 
Yes, they have a ton of great rock and roll. I played them on this show, and they've got mm-hmm. a lot of great stuff. But they were the first band to basically tell Ticketmaster to go fuck themselves. Good, good. For okay, them. so I'm putting them in. I'm taking them out of the no. I'm going to move them into the maybe category. Okay, okay. I'm going to put. I'm going to give them a maybe because uh, other people like them. <laughs> I understand that they're very popular. <laughs> well, I I think yeah. they're. I think some of their yeah. stuff. They, they've got a lot of albums out there, man. It's great they, rock and roll they for me do personally. Have a lot of songs. The Bad Brains. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. I I you know I bang my head to them as much as anybody, but the answer is no. ELO. Maybe. Yeah. I maybe. Know, maybe. They've, maybe. They're not a definite yes. They, you can't. You can't. I'm, I'm mulling it. Uh, yeah, right. Right. Yes. And you know what? Not this year. But no. But don't hesitate to put them on next year. Okay. The Zombies. No. Sorry. And once again, don't get me wrong. If you listen to the Grooveton, you know I love that kind of stuff, man. I eat it up with a fucking ladle. But the answer is no. One's Addiction. Does the band get any money if they get in there? I don't. I have no idea. I don't know if it's like winning an Academy Award where they get to. Re- you know, I would imagine when they do. I would imagine they do because they probably there's probably a thing on Amazon or the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame website or Rolling Stone's website. You know, because basically Rolling Stone controls mm. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know, that mm. dickhead running. Okay. I don't even want to say his name. But um, Jane's Addiction. No, sorry, sorry. And my my reason for that is personal because when I. Everybody kept telling me how much I look like Perry Farrell. It used to be for everybody yeah. telling me I look like like Frank Zappa. When I was fine with that. It's the nose. Uh, uh, no, I know, but you don't look like Zappa. Yeah, I don't I think know, I, look- I was just trying to picture you with the uh, the mustache and the and little the little the, 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 little, uh, patch. the patch, the soul patch. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. no, it's not me. But uh, Perry Farrell, yeah, you sure? Why not? Yeah, and yeah, you know, and at the, the time, that, at the time that they were huge, I I'd like moved to South to Greenville, South Carolina, and Atlanta, Georgia. So I was mm. getting I was getting my fill of it from these people. Um, but I'm going to say no. And then we've got these three. Depeche Mode. Fuck no. 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 I love yeah. them, but no. Yeah. Right. Hey, I just said, speak and spell, construction time again. I own them both. I listen to them both. Shit, I've played Depeche Mode on the show. So it's not like I don't like them, but should they be in the Rock Hall of Fame? Negative no. Big Duke Six. Janet Jackson. Fuck no. Yeah, right. That's all. That, that's all we need no. to know is that you laugh when you hear. I, it. And I go, you know, you go, girl. But that's yeah, not right. rock and roll. Neither is Destiny's Child. Or right. Okay. Beyonce and then the last one was uh, Tupac Shakur. Fuck no. See, that's just it. Like, let's 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 also, do. Let's have, let's have a rap hall of fame or a hip hop hall of fame. Let's have a music hall of fame right, or with different a influential in artist hall of fame and put. All of the artists. Yeah, how, about, how about all of them? Like, just for writers, like, like have, you know, uh, Lieber and Stoller. You know, rock and roll is a genre, unless you're really expanding it to just replace the word music. Yes, yes. Is that what you're doing? Well, look, yes. as I said before, you know what Tupac is spelled backwards, right? It's kaput. Yes. Well, so, not an original joke. That's from the Lee Atwater Invitational Deadpool. All right. <laughs> so, there you go. I think that, I, I really do think that it should be like the Baseball Hall of Fame. This year, only yes and MC5 right. should get in. And if they want to do a thing where they have honorable mentions. Okay. But then all those people would feel bad. You know? In addition to which, they all pay it. They It costs a huge uh, amount. If you of- don't get up, if you don't. If you don't win in a particular year, you can never be considered again. I don't think that's. Yeah, right. that's not the way it is. I think. Right. right. You didn't make it in this year. You just didn't make it. You didn't have a high enough percentage of the votes of the Rock and Roll Writers Association or whatever. I mean, first of all, I don't understand the significance anyways. Like, if the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame fills up too fast, will it fall over? (laughs) Well, they seem to have this thing where they need to have five bands, five or six bands. Do they have a pillar that they're going to run out of room on? Uh, You know, what's the... What's the capacity of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Probably, we have to build, probably limitless. Do we I mean, have to Cleveland. Build, what the build hell else do I mean, how much space does every band have to take in there? Do they get their own display case? What? 
Yeah, I know. Is well, it like a cemetery the where they got to start stacking them on top of each other? Well, in that case, the zombies should be in. Hey. Boing. All right, enough about that. Yeah, you know what it's time for. It's time for me to take care of the people who take care of me. You know what I'm talking about. Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida, 954-247-9362. Bumper to bumper. My man, Dave Carey, he's the man. Tool and die man, he's the man. If he can't, if there's something wrong with your car that he cannot himself fix, get a new car. Shit, car's done. Car's done. I've seen him take stuff that literally look like it should be in a junkyard. I come back two months later and it's Barrett Jackson worthy. Yeah. 954-247-9362. Absolutely. The place where people who love their cars take their cars. No question about it. Mention the Groovathon when you go in there. Absolutely a discount. You're not going to need it. Priced incredibly fairly. Most important thing is when you pay your money and you go pick up your car, guess what? It's done right. It is. He's got a car in there right now. It's six, I think it's a 69 or 70 Camaro. Mm. Beautiful. Beautiful car. And the guy had to bring it to him because the last guy he brought it to screwed up the back end. Mm. So Dave has now got it up and he has to re he had to redo the entire back end assembly because the first guy who you know that the that the owner of the car brought it to really wasn't Dave. Mm. He brought it to somebody other than Dave. Mistake Macha. Big time mistake Macha. You can go to the SoFlowRadio.com website, click on the box that says Tony C's SoFlow Groovathon. And you'll get to my page within the site. On that page, you're going to see a link for every single show I've ever done, all available to be listened to or downloaded into your own computer for free. Because, you know, at least for the moment, you can't put a price on Groove. That's right. Of course, and above every link, you're going to see a list of songs that I played on that show. At the very top of the list, you're going to see a brief description of the show written by the man, George's George's quality writing at its finest. And you will see a link in that description, for Precision Auto Works, click on the link. It'll take you right to their site. Everything you need to know. Just off 95 in Atlantic. It's literally once you get off 95, you can catch the light at Andrews, man. It's like it's less than 60 seconds. It's literally, I've done it in 60 seconds, and I actually had to wait for the light. I timed it, yes, so that I could say it on the show. I actually did that. It's the one time I used a stopwatch on my phone. <laughs> yeah, I've never used it before. I was like, hey, what can I use this for? Go. And then I thought, all right, I found an excuse. So there you go. Absolutely the place where people who love their cars take their cars. Once again, Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida, 954-247-9362. Give them a call. Talk to Dave. Whatever your problem is, bumper to bumper, baby. If it's an internal combustion, if it's got an internal combustion engine and tires, okay, and five wheels, okay, four tires and one steering wheel, okay, yeah, built after, the, built after 1900, okay, he can fix it. He can fix it, and if it's not broken, guess what? You know, there's that old expression, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Guess what? If it's not broken, he can make it better. All right. He actually, this is one of those instances where that axiom does not hold true. Because if it ain't broke, bring it into him. He'll make it less broke. He'll make it, he can actually, you know what the key is for me personally? Is that he makes sure it doesn't get broke. There you go. All right. That's the key. That's what I love about him so much. Of course, you know what that means. Time for the drive groove. Yeah, we're going to have the, we have a song there's a song I played last year at this time. I'm playing it again. Got it. It's going to be played every year. I'm going to right. get around to it. We're going to kick it off, though, on the drive group with Simo. I lied on SoFlowRadio.com.
drive around there. You know how the old people drive? They drive slow, they sit low. That is their motto. 
state flag of Florida should be just a steering wheel with a hat and two knuckles on it. And that left turn signal on for when they left the house that morning. That's a legal turn in Florida. It's known as an eventual left. You can signal this week, turn any following year of your life. beautiful day everybody use your ears listen to me when i say now everybody use your turn signal everybody use your Turn signal! 
There you go on SoFloRadio.com. Yeah, bad company. Hey, man, great stuff right there. I mean, that's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame worthy. Before that, yeah, it's the annual playing of Paul Gilbert's Everybody Use Your Goddamn Turn Signal, which, of course, signals the return of the Snowbirds. You know, they're coming back. I saw my first uh, series of Winnebago's with the car being towed behind it. On uh, 95 as I headed down here. So they're all coming back. The Jume Souvions. They have returned. So that's all coming back. That one, that's that's a, uh, well, what do I have here? Okay, before that, we had Jerry Seinfeld with the uh, the, the eventual turn. The eventual yeah, turn yes, signal. that's great. Yeah, it's, you know, the, the, the term was, because there's a part of that routine that I didn't put in. He goes, this, the, the uh, state flag of Florida should just have a guy, should, should be a picture of like, a uh, uh, a cap like a fishing cap and mm-hmm. two hand and two hands on a steering wheel. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And we used to call them. Uh, they were called uh, Q-tips because if you were driving behind <laughs> them, right. all you saw was like the was top. The hair. Of, yeah, it was the hair that tuft of like white or blue. Blue hair. hair. The blue hair coming above that. Before that, going out to my man Dave Dubay. Dave, get better soon, my my man Dave. Man, he's a good friend of mine from New York. Best Marv Albert impersonation I've ever heard. I've been I've been wanting him to do a Marv Albert thing for the show. Okay, a little spot for the show. But he hasn't been feeling well. He's got a bit of a lung thing going on. Please, Dave, get better since you can come down here and me and Mark can party you into the ground. Focus doing Hocus Pocus, the original version of that, off of Moving Waves, came out in 72 and kicking it off. Simo, I lied from Let Love Show the Way. Simo's now on on tour for all of my European listeners. He just started a European tour. So if you're out there listening in... uh, in Europe, you know who else is going to be on tour? Just about to head off, I believe. I just spoke to him yesterday. Um, he's heading out. Uh, Ian, Stu- uh, Ian Hunter mm. is going to be doing a series of dates in England and then up in the Nordic countries. So if you're an Ian Hunter fan or a Simo fan, those guys are going to be uh, tooling around England in the next couple of weeks. You definitely want to catch those two bands. The Ian Hunter band, man, is getting, their, their live show is getting mm-hmm. great reviews. They were playing. They played City Winery in Chicago, Atlanta. And New York, those those you know the city wineries got like a series of these places mm-hmm. around the country. The reviews are coming out. You know, you would think that at this point they just kind of yeah, let's go. We'll play our songs. You know, but but apparently you know the new t- the new material is going over great. The great. band itself is is rock and roll. These these guys are rock and roll royalty at this point. They're so fucking good at what they do. So and there you go, man. Right. Uh, I wanted to do a very a little bit of a shout out for something you got coming up. I don't know if you want to talk about this at all, but yeah, yeah. There's not? a you've got your show is coming up this Friday, right here on SoFloRadio.com from noon to three. You don't do it. You noon do to two it. now because uh, Nicole Sandler is on. Oh, Nicole, Nicole. Yeah, okay. We just we, that's enough time. Talk to, to me about, but but you know you know people who don't live in Florida don't know who Neil Rogers is. I some no some but some yeah but mostly no he was local local was radio local, local phenomenon and and, uh, and huge and he's being inducted into the uh, radio uh, broadcasters hall of fame in uh, Chicago on November 17th and I'm going up to receive the award 
on his behalf and uh, you had you know, to you did the morning drive time thing. with him for years it was uh, midday but whatever yeah, 10 to did, 2 you're, you're, yeah 19 years and uh yeah so i get a plane trip i have i have people I that i i did not live down here when that show was going on and so i had no idea who he was and i mentioned this to a guy that a friend of mine down mm-hmm. here named stan waldman dan goes neil rogers he was the best ever man that, that yeah. guy was the best ever i mean i was like holy shit this is real yeah it used to when be you famous. told me about this, this you know yeah. you got the picture of him right yeah. up there and and everything, and I was like, Huge. yeah, yeah, whatever. Huge. And then I spoke to people, and I was like, oh my god, yeah, my boy George. I was like, yeah. that's one of those things that I finally realized how fortunate I am to have you sitting right next to me yeah, every time right. I do this show. I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> well, my next show is going to be what the fourteenth, so you're going to be leaving right after that. Right, I'll probably be leaving like on the on the fifteenth or sixteenth. Yeah, or- so we'll get to do okay. this show, and then I can. Talk about that, and then I'm going to be off for three weeks because I'm going to go to New York. We got Thanksgiving break, you mm-hmm. know, an extended break. It's just a Thanksgiving break, extended yeah, yeah. break, extended break. There's nothing wrong with that. Normally, I put on a show like I'll put together a show of all, mu- uh, you know, all music, no talk. I'll just, I may even do that. You know what? I may just put together two hours of solid groove. Why not? Why not? All you got to do is press play, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I'll mix it up. I'll yeah. load it up and mix it up. We've done mix it before. Mix it and scratch it. You know it. Did you see walk. that video I put up on this with the little, the little kitties on the no. tables? No. Oh, you I have to know. see this. It's, right. it's 30 seconds. It is the best 30 seconds you're going to have. It is, it is 30. I'll catch up tonight. Little teeny kitty cats <laughs> on turntables while the music is playing and what happens. With they're, they're, it's, it's the cutest thing I've ever dare, darn seen. Hey, guess what? Yeah. Cool, cool That's ass cool. show, baby. Yeah, man. All right, you got some. You've got some work to do. I want to get out of here, and I'm going to have to drive back in gut wrenching traffic on I-95. Yes, that's always fun. It'll only get worse. Well, for the end of the show, I'm playing what can best be called. I don't think I'm I'm overstating it when I say this is a rock and roll standard. Correct, and an anthem, a an staple. Anthem. Yes, a staple, an anthem. Yes. Uh the you an know epic. I played MC5, and I'm finishing off the show with Yes Roundabout. Um, I, of course, have every Yes album ever recorded. I have the complete discography. And one of the great things is that they've re-released a lot of stuff. And this is a band where the remastering really added some some stuff to it because they were full to begin with. And they've managed to go back into the studio and really, at 320, you know, the remaster at 320 KBS, mm-hmm. sounds fantastic. It's a great song. You, know, you can't go wrong with Roundabout. Can't go nope. wrong. Can't go wrong with Roundabout. Even though the lyrics in it are... You know, whatever. whatever. Yeah, we whatever. We'll, 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 we'll let it pass. We'll let hey, it pass. look, at least, at least, at least the members of this band, to the best of my knowledge, don't have an upcoming trial for you know child rape that, that we know of, right? Yeah, yeah for yeah, child rape. They're so, still a freight train. Yeah, exactly. Hey, man, I am happy as a clam. That was it. Fifty five is in the books, baby. For myself and George, we're gonna get you out of here. with yes, roundabout. As always, it is peace, aloha. Good night, mom.
SoFloRadio.com.